If you're getting this message, it means we were successful once again in getting past the jammers and are now broadcasting on pirate radio from the free state of Texas. Stand by for more critical information to follow. Many Bothans died getting this message. There we go. Hello, everybody. <laughs> we're back. So, uh, today, I don't know exactly what we're talking about. We're trying to work in some Asian civilizations. Yeah, we've been talking for, I don't even know how long now, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, but as usual. I think it's been our standard hour, our standard pre-show yeah. hour. It's the, the warm-up, I guess, for the show. <laughs> work out the vocal kinks and everything. But we should we should record some of that sometime. Um, we should. <laughs> we, keep, we keep teasing that and just like release bonus episodes for our Patreon members, right? Yeah, you got to. <laughs> oh man oh at the the fair today there's a whole rack of hats there was some real spicy ones about uh just terrible things about joe biden but it's kind of kind of refreshing to see i think that was the other aspect of that that fair that i i liked (laughs) nice it's just the small town small town vibes and just um yeah it's just a great, wholesome day. I don't know. I'm all for it. But yeah, there's, I don't even know if I should say what some of them said, but <laughs> uh, I, I stole your, your spicy thing too, I think. You know, that's, that's okay. <laughs> that's actually got that from my wife. So we're good. It, it just works. It works. It works uh, until like people don't really know what you're talking about, and then uh, you just are like this weird white dude who thinks everything's spicy. <laughs> Ketchup is spicy. It, I, I don't know. Do people not understand what that means? <laughs> Do you really encounter that? I mean, they, I, I've gotten some some weird looks, so. Huh. I don't know. I mean, I usually do get weird looks, though. So I mean, I guess I, it's not really different for me. <laughs> uh, you got one of those, one of those Biden hats on. I think it's just my face in general. Just your face. <laughs> just have one of uh, those. I don't know. People look at it funny. And, <laughs> I don't know. I think you're just paranoid. Probably, probably, if I feel anybody listens to this thing would, would think that as well. They may one day. They may. After after all the crimes happen, they'll they'll look back and be like, "Who was this guy?" No, I'm just I'm kidding. <laughs> but yes, definitely, yeah. definitely no crimes. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You want to talk about some ancient uh, civilizations? Sure. Yeah, you've talked about the, um, what are they, the Salutrians or whatever? Sumerians? No. No. What was the one you were? Tartarians? The Tartarians, yeah. I'm con- confusing that with the Salutrian hypothesis or whatever that is. Oh, <laughs> the, fair uh, enough. Lizard people. Fair enough. <laughs> is, isn't that what it is? The 
Salutrian hypothesis? It might, I guess I don't know. I haven't heard that actual term I don't before. Even, I don't know. Whatever that one lady saw on the plane. <laughs> okay, you want to talk about... It's my wife herself, but whatever. Um, so supposedly, she hasn't been seen since then. And since then, there's been a couple of videos with somebody claiming to be her, um, apologizing, but... In mm-hmm. one of the videos, she's wearing the exact same outfit, and both videos are from, like, the shoulders up. So it's very easy to, like, I don't know, AI construct the mm. face. So That's... I don't know. I'm not saying uh, feels... she was disappeared, but I'm saying it's a possibility. <laughs> Oh, man, I love it. I feel like you're reading way too much into that. Because I, I saw the same interview where she um, she was apologizing. Um, I don't know if she was wearing the same clothes in that interview, but she recently went on another uh, plane trip. And she wore, I think she wore the same clothes in that yeah. one. Like, yeah, but I don't know. I feel like it was just a marketing ploy because she's a... Well, okay. So what I really feel is she took Ambien and drank some alcohol and had like a lucid dream. Okay. Um, that's what I think really happened. But now she's playing it off, I'm pretty sure, to make money. Because uh, now, I mean, her subscribers on whatever social media platforms have just skyrocketed from what I understand. So in the fact that she is a marketing professional, I think she's going to try to make some serious money off of this. Not sure how, but I don't know. I don't think there's really, I don't think there's anything to this story. That's just my gut instinct. Fair enough. Cause I mean, there was another one recently that, uh, there was some Russian, uh, I think it was a plane in Russia and they supposedly saw a bunch of ghosts on the plane of like dead soldiers from that Ukraine, Russia war. Okay. And that, I just heard about that in passing, and nobody's made, you know. I don't know. Yeah. There's just weird stuff going on in planes, I suppose. There's, there's a lot of a lot of weird stuff. I will give you that. It goes back to the old um, mm, the Twilight Zone with the, the gremlin on the plane wing. Yeah. You ever yeah, see I that? I sure did. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. <laughs> It's been a long time since I've seen that, but yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think people get stressed out on planes and just weird stuff that, happens. You know, that's true. That is true. I will give you that. But it's possible she was disappeared. I don't know. Yeah. I, again, I'm not saying she was, but I'm not saying she wasn't either. <laughs> just, just leaving that out there. The Salutrians can't let you know they exist. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that. Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to completely change the subject since this is only professional. I was just about to do that too. So let's go. All with right, <laughs> let's go with your direction. Um, 
I didn't tell you yet, but um, mm. our referral code for Forbidden Clothes is live. Nice. So we, we've hit the big time, Gabe. <laughs> we have our first referral right. code. I'm not going to start my job on Tuesday. There you go. Raking in the bus. Raking in that podcast. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, for anybody, I guess, who listens to this, uh, if you go to ForbiddenClothes.com and use the referral code Greg, letter N, Gabe, you will get 10% off your order. Nice. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked on that. I've got three different shirts in my shopping cart. I was just kind of waiting for this to happen. Have you seen their new shirt for Operation Northwoods? No. I'm no, so excited not. for that, and it will probably be on my next order. Okay. I'm going to look it up now. Should we talk about, long, awkward should we talk about Operation Northwoods? For anybody who listens who may not know what it sure. is. Yeah, go for it. All right, so Operation Northwoods was, I believe, in the 60s, if I am not mistaken. Am I mistaken? It was, no. It was uh, 60, Kennedy, Yeah, right? 62. So basically what Operation Northwoods is, was a proposed false flag uh, to get American uh, citizens to support going into Cuba. So they were going to um, have civilian targets, military targets, uh, and either train Cubans, so like basically Cuban plants, and just to be like, oh, look what Cuba did. Or they're just going to do it, you know, as government operatives and just play in Cuba anyway. Kennedy obviously Mm -hmm. was like, that sounds like a horrible idea. Let's not do that. And um, allegedly it did not happen. And our government has never done anything like that since. Yeah. I like how you say allegedly didn't happen. Because you'd think we'd all know about it, right? If it happened. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, like jetliners. I think it involved jetliners and hijackers or something. Yeah, or like people didn't letting it? other people into buildings they shouldn't necessarily be in. Yeah. You know, I don't know. (laughs) It's like they put that one on the back burner for a few years and then try it again. Shooting a bunch of people at a concert at a rate of uh, fire that is not statistically possible. And and the cop in charge of it uh, may or may not have been transferred to another state who also may or may not have had uh, some crazy wildfires, you know, just crazy stuff like that that just never happens, you know. Are you talking about Vegas? Yeah. The police chief involved I, really? in charge of Vegas was a police chief in Lahaina or in Maui. I kid you not. That's that guy, he's uh, just, you got to stay away from him, I guess. They, they parked him out in the middle of the Pacific, and they thought it would all be cool. <laughs> and then <laughs> everything, went, everything went terribly wrong. And he's like, 
keeping people in the fire, you know, that, I mean, I haven't read the news stories about that, but Alex Jones was covering it where they, the police were like keeping people, um, they were putting up barricades and letting people burn on the highway. Yeah. The reports are just crazy. And now they have like, they built up a wall and you can't even get in there. Yeah. And now it's all going to be, they're doing a monument or something. I don't even know. It's weird. I, I don't know if it's, if it's, um, if there's weird stuff going on or if it's just the <sighs> conspiracy theories and the internet is just going nuts. Yeah. Cause I've also heard this freaking, I mean, they're talking, people are talking about space lasers. Like why, yeah. why is that even part of the conversation? <laughs> Where does that even come from? Because like, you have a wildfire and the, we're talking about the way the fire burned. Lasers. Yeah. Like people that were actually there have, I don't know. <laughs> oh, you know where it might come from? I think now I'm vaguely remembering a news story from a few months ago. Um, people in Hawaii, I believe it was Hawaii, were seeing like green lasers in the sky. Hmm. Um, but I think it had something to do with like the the observatory there or something like that. Okay. Because I know there's a, a uh, I think it's the Keck Observatory there on Hawaii. And they might have been using lasers to, but I do remember that story. So maybe that's where that's coming from. I don't know. Just wild things that obviously would never happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, the, uh, the Operation Northwoods thing, that's... It's really creepy. It, the fact that, you know, Kennedy shut it down and he shut so many of those things down that the CIA was trying to do. Um, I mean, they talked him into the whole Bay of Pigs thing. Was that was that after Operation Northwoods was planned? Yeah. That they did the Bay yeah, of Pigs? Yeah, that was right before his death. Right. I mean, not right before. It was like he, a few months, I believe. Because he was shutting down the... Uh, the joint chiefs or whomever it was who wanted to put, you know, however many hundred thousand soldiers over in Vietnam, Right. he shut them down and then was assassinated the next month. Right. And then lo and behold, the troops got put there right after, <laughs> right after that. Yeah. That's the, uh, the last president that uh, went up against the intelligence community. Which is weird, because remember when Trump first got elected and Schumer went on, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, CNN or whatever, so there's like, if you cross the... I think it's Rachel Maddow. Oh, was it? Yeah. And one of those shows that nobody watches. And uh, yeah. he said something to the effect of, uh, if you cross the intelligence community, they have six ways to Sunday to make you pay. Yep. yep. It's just like, dude... What? And Schumer would know too. I mean, he's been around. Isn't he like a senior senator at this point? I think he's been around since the Senate was created. <laughs> since it was created. Most of them have been, to be honest. <laughs> like 1789? Yeah. Whenever. I think it's pretty close. <laughs> I think I remember um, reading about Mitch McConnell and Chuck Grassley serving with Washington. 
<laughs> there was general staff. Yeah, was, uh, something like that. <laughs> Whatever. Drummer boys in the the front lines. Biden was definitely there. I mean, he's probably said that at some point. I mean, <laughs> he was he was the one who inspired Benedict Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. He was the the British officers that Benedict Arnold was talking to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man, that guy. But there's something else. Oh, Mitch Mitch McConnell's freezing up again. He's having mini strokes all the time. Yeah, dude. It's a it's a thing now. Like I lay off the cocaine. I just for anybody who votes. Like, I don't vote that often, if at all. And not there's anything wrong with voting, but for somebody, I mean, look at who's in office right now. You have Mitch McConnell, who this is like the old Windows blue screen of death. Like, every time he stands at a podium, <laughs> you have Joe Biden, who can't put out a coherent sentence. You have Dianne Feinstein, who doesn't even know where she's at. And you yeah. got Fetterman, who, whatever happened to him? He went to, like, the loony bin for a while, and then, uh, is he still there? Like, what? Haven't heard anything. I think he's back. He was he was in, um, he was wearing, like, uh, gym shorts or something in Congress. Of course he was. Is he Senate or Congress? I, I think he's Senate. Like a hoodie and gym shorts. Yeah. He's a senator? Yeah. Of course. But like, I mean, I mean, look at that, and and you tell me that it matters who you vote for. Mm. Like these people would be put in wow. hospice at like a nursing home. Like they don't have long to live, but they're so pumped up, full of who knows what. I mean, it 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 doesn't matter. It's you know. I'm starting to think more and more that it's really the staff behind the scenes that run the show and it's just the face. So these people are just puppets. Yeah. Um, and they're just, they're getting too out of control and making it too obvious that that's what they're doing. You know, they would prefer to have somebody who is out of their mind or just they're putting great, great grandma up there and telling her, no, just, just vote. Yes. Just vote. Yes. You know, it's like, the staff behind the scenes is actually running the show. And, you know, they don't want somebody in there who can make their own decisions. And that's, that's something that Trump really brought to light. I think is, you know, you just keep going back to why, why is he so unqualified? Why is there so much hate? And it's, he's actually making the decisions. I think yeah. is, really what frustrates the quote-unquote deep state is he's actually you know doing his own thing it's like no i don't need those intel briefings you tell me the same thing every day and oh you're probably trying to shape my opinion um based on what you're telling me right you know so it's like they want the they want puppets in there yeah it is yeah i agree with that 100 percent. it's but I mean, just go like it, so. Like it doesn't matter because, I mean, then you have these, you know, lifelong staffers 
these communist nerds that get a poli-sci degree from oh, some crappy indoctrination government school and go to work until they're... I mean, look at Vindman, the guy who was in charge of Ukraine, that fat lieutenant. Oh, yeah. Vindman, he was a lieutenant colonel, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, I think he was. Yeah. And, just a just slovenly just yeah and made made up a bunch of stuff yeah so i was listening on the phone call and i'm gonna tattle on the president somehow that's okay i just yeah i just don't get how people (laughs) whatever happened to that nothing because it's fake it's all fake it was a beautiful phone call (laughs) it was the best phone call that was pretty good actually (laughs) That was a solid impression. I didn't know you had that in you. <laughs> was it? I uh, started uh, working on it. Oh, yeah, that, was, that wasn't <laughs> bad. But, you know, that, that whole thing, I think, was just to um, get out ahead of the uh, Biden bribery. Yeah, um, had to be. Bribing the uh, attorney general over there in Ukraine, or whomever it was who was prosecuting his son. Because, yeah. I think I think that's exactly it's like they're you know I've said this before but they're they've you know it's accusing the other side of what you're actually doing right and then there's now just straight up prosecuting which in all you know in essence prosecuting the other side a prosecution is just an accusation really um especially the way they're doing it now without actually having a like a crime behind it Right. You're just throwing out, it's essentially accusations in the court. So uh, they're just prosecuting the other side for what they're doing. That's that's what that phone call was about, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's a viable possibility. Yeah. Now what, so they, and then the, the funny thing is, see, we're, you're, I'm teasing myself back into this whole, like, the forgotten episode, the one that we uh, were supposed to record last week, but uh, <laughs> I messed up on that one. I was going hard, but um, so what are they? So now just look at what um, uh, prosecutions on Trump now. It's all about the elections, election interference. Mm-hmm. So you got to start to ask yourself if you followed my logic up to this point, which um prosecuting the other side for what you're doing be like hey look there right there there's (laughs) that's what happened (laughs) right yeah i mean that's pretty much exactly (laughs) exactly what happened i just Just like what i mean there's the charges and they're like impersonating a public officer or something like that it's just like what in the hell? Yeah, it just how are you going to make this stick? It makes no sense. It's getting out ahead because they know eventually that it's the truth is going to come out about um, some of the irregularities in this last um, election. Yeah, and the the thing that really gets to me is um, you just look at the poll numbers. Like, how does the most popular president in American history, 
then have some of the lowest poll numbers only two or three years later? And how is Trump polling above him? And I mean, I, I'm not, polls can be manipulated for sure, but still, there seems to be a very, very large discrepancy there that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, I mean, you could chalk it up to people, just not really, you know, the classic is the Biden vote was an anti-Trump vote. Um, that that makes sense. And people really didn't care about Biden or his mental you know, capabilities. They were willing to overlook that and just do a anti-Trump vote. And now they're seeing, oh, yeah, he actually is like on his deathbed and who's the president anyways, you know, <laughs> Who, who's actually calling the shots. And you could see that people might shift their opinion, but it still seems to me a bit fishy. Yeah. It seems kind of dramatic. Do you, do you know what his poll numbers are right now? I don't know if I'm off the top of your uh, head. No, I can pull them up though. So. I feel like it's in the thirties. Um, his, last uh, his approval it, rating? Yeah, yep. Because um, that was one of those things that I clearly remember from the Bush era, too, is Wolf Blitzer on CNN every day counting down uh, George Bush's approval rating. Like, hey, it's going down, it's going down. And I don't remember what that was either. As of now, according I, to 538, uh, he's at approve. 40% disprove 54%. Well, that's not so bad then. Maybe I was making all that up. No, I heard somewhere that he was down to like 38 or something like that. But Hmm. Maybe I was thinking of something else too. Like the... They must be doing polls too for Trump versus Biden. Yeah. I think last I heard Trump was leading him by 10 points, I believe. All right. Well, disregard everything I just said, because 10 points is basically nothing. <laughs> uh, my bad. Let's see. That's why I got to do uh, research. Nah, we can't start that now. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> um, yeah, Reuters has it at 5440. Um, let's see here. Economist.com. Oh, it's just an article. Joe Biden's re-election bid is in trouble. I would be looking some of this up myself, but I'm on the laptop without, um, keys that work. Oh, that sounds... Got... Not yeah. helpful. No, if you need a R and a T, it uh, doesn't work. Fair enough. So that's kind of a problem. Forgot to bring my keyboard with. But well, yeah, as as usual, we're talking about things that <laughs> you know, I actually did research and I dive down so many rabbit holes that I can't even <laughs> and now we're talking about something completely uh, you know, different from what we were planning on talking about, but I enjoy it. Should, should we talk? I wish we just stick with uh, current events and have a fun. <laughs> I don't new know. Stuff. It's up to you. I, I was I was digging down weird 
I was starting to get into some of the religious aspects of ancient civilizations and similar stories. So I don't know. That's probably completely different. Which ones? What we want to talk Which about. ones did you, I guess, did you research? Oh, okay. Well, all right, let's go for it then. Um, I was coming up with, uh, I labeled it actually the, the baby in a basket stories. Um, so, you know, like Moses, yeah. um, that actually is a reoccurring theme in quite a few different religions. Interesting. Um, which ones? Dang it, where did I, where did I put that? I gotta pull up my, my little Let's put you on the spot. Notes. Yeah, it's, it's all right. I think. Um, so there was off the top of my head, the, uh, what's his name? Sargon of Akkad. Okay. One of the original Assyrian rulers. Uh, I think he's 2300 BC, but his origin story is, is that basically being put in a basket by his, uh, his mother. Okay. Um, let's see. I got to pull this up. If you give me a second here. Um, pages. I put it in pages, not my notes. Do you have the years that I guess I could look it up too, but the years that he was uh, in power? I think uh, 2300 BC. Okay. Um, so that's one. I've got like a little quote I pulled here, but basically his mother was a, a high priestess and he didn't know his father. It was basically, it was kind of like the, um, uh, almost like a virgin birth origin story. Um, so he's kind of an illegitimate child and his mo- mother put him into a basket and set him uh, loose on the Euphrates. And then he was found by a water drawer and then raised as a gardener and then eventually became king. Mm. Um, of the of the Assyrian Empire, um, which is very similar to Moses. Right. Um, I you know I don't know if this is interesting. I just I really I just kind of stumbled upon that when I was reading about the Assyrians, and I was like, wait a minute, that's that's bizarre, you know? Yeah. I mean, you can go into the the actual like, um, is that even? Where does that, where does something like that come from? Like putting a baby in a basket in the river. That's not something that somebody would legitimately do, is it? I mean. I, yeah, I don't know. I I feel that like a lot of that, because there's, it's not just that story. I mean, as you said, you, you found like some other ones, but I feel a lot yeah, of I got more. Uh, societies, empires, um, have similar origin stories. Right. And I think a lot of that has to do with potential of they just usurp what they conquered. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. Right. Because... uh, So it's already a a famous story, and then when you start a new empire, you have to come up with an origin story, and you pick one that's already kind of in the popular narrative. Right. Kind of like that. Yeah. I didn't consider that. That makes sense. Yeah, because I mean, if you think of like Moses, then he's going to be significantly after 
um, Sargon. Right. Uh, probably, eh, what would he be? I mean, it's up for debate of when that actually happened or if it ever happened. Um, I think, what did they say? I'm trying to think of a year. I think like 600 BC. Okay. Um, would be the possible timeline of Moses out of Egypt. I think that's right. That's just off the top of my head. But um, So he could have easily, and that was, you know, Mesopotamia, Egypt isn't that far from Nineveh. Uh, it could have just been that he took that origin story um, and used that. But there's other ones too. Let's see. So the other one is... Uh, Romulus and Remus, I guess, which I didn't realize. I didn't realize that they had the, the baby in the basket origin story, but um, once again, like a, a vestal virgin. Um, let's see, what does it say? She she had a baby with the god Mars, I guess, and once again put the the babies in the uh, the Tiber. They were saved by a, a god, okay. and eventually went on to to found Rome. But that's I don't know. It just keeps popping up. And this is what uh, there is another one, Karna. Uh, this is Indian. Um, he was. Let's see. What does it say? Uh, his mother once again had a child with the sun god, and was then, you know, she was not married and put the child into the into the river. Was then saved by somebody and raised up and became somebody great as well. Uh, so if you anybody wants to look up Karna or Sargon of Akkad or Romulus and Remus, and then there was another one, which is bizarre. It's uh, Japanese. Uh, it was Peach Boy. <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to look this yeah you'll have to look this up to to prove that i'm not insane but yeah so it's basically the same thing as this uh japanese couple finds a peach floating down the river and they open it up and there's a baby inside and he was uh some sort of sun god as well i think but it's just i uh, this is why i got sidetracked my research is because i just kept running into these stories and i was like wait a minute what what is going on here Fair enough. It's bizarre. So yeah, there's definitely. um, I I don't know. It's just to me that's interesting that there is that much overlap in a lot of these, whatever origin stories or whatever. But I guess if you think, like to me, logically, if you think about how societies um, come about and progress. And especially through the ancient world, where it's pretty much just conquer, be conquered. To me, to me, it just mm-hmm. makes sense that you know you you take in their gods, you take in their culture, you take in their their essentially origin story. Yeah, and there might be something too with the river. I don't, you know, I just keep. I'm very fixated on this right now, probably as you can tell, but. It's uh, like coming out of the river and the river signifying some sort of change. So you get this new ruler just coming out of nowhere and you have to uh, 
kind of reorient your entire cultural outlook because generally the kings were, you know, it's like the divine right of kings is the reason why they had power or were the king is because, you know, the, the deity ordained that to be. So it's, you'd have to come up with, you know, we don't know where he came from. He came out of the river, you know, it's something new. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm still, still putting the piece together. Probably Fair enough. <laughs> seems kind of out of left field, but that's well, but I mean, I, mean, that, I don't know. That ties in a little bit to, I guess, kind of like the Sumerians mm-hmm. um, with Sargon of Arkad. Um, yeah, what about? Let's see here. So prepared, Gabe. No, I, I mean, I'm, I'm with you as well. I've got <laughs> basically, that's, that's the extent of my research. I spent two and a half, maybe three hours, and I started looking up stories about babies and baskets, but I mean, there's other things too. I mean, the flood, the flood myths as well. Yeah, that goes even. I didn't look that up. Don't even um, American Indians, I guess Native Americans, whatever you want to call them, don't they have uh, great flood stories as well? Yes. Yep. Yep. Now, I don't know the particulars on the tribes or what the stories are, but that's exactly it. And there's always an element to that of, um, warning there's always a warning before it happens it's just like the noah story yeah um or in the epic epic of gilgamesh with uh i think he's called umna pishnu um it's the exact same thing as the the noah flood story just with a different name but that's from and it's possibly older than the bible but i'm not you know could have come out around the same time um yeah it's it's fascinating. Makes you think about like the uh, the way societies were connected in the past. Um, you, you think of them as being very distinct, but you know there was obviously quite a bit of uh, communication going on there. It's like um, either you know there actually was you know like a flood, for instance, which. I think there is now some pretty significant evidence that that, that actually did happen um, around 11,000 years ago or 12,000 years ago at the end of that last ice age, but, um, it, or just communication almost globally um, much earlier than we had thought. Yeah, I think um, we've talked about it on several episodes. Um, that I do think that like a lot of these civilizations, there just seems to be evidence that they were far more uh, advanced than what we want to give them credit for. Right, right. You know, whether it's... it's that's something I... What? Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted. <laughs> I was just going to say whether it's uh, uh, like the Egyptians, um, even the Sumerians... Um, it just, to me, it seems like, I mean, Rome, Greece, um, it seems to me like these countries or empires grow so big and get so advanced and then just die. 
and then mm-hmm. the people left mm-hmm. to pick up the ashes just just don't know how. Yeah. I brought it up before, but like for me, the biggest one is like, I guess the most modern one I can think of um, is uh, Rome and then like the Britons afterwards. When Rome, right. when Rome was forced to pull back and the Britons were left, they didn't know how to make these roads, these Roman roads and, and you know, stone buildings. So, I mean, they had thatch. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, the Romans had like heated bathhouses. Yeah. And those just fell apart. And just there's people living in thatch huts around that, you know, 500 years later. It's, it's nuts. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Yeah, people just forget, you know. It's, um, I was listening to Dan Carlin last night it was also part of the research i guess but i've listened to it a few times uh he's got an episode it's called uh judgment of nineveh or judgment at nineveh but he kind of lays out the the downfall of the assyrian empire um well he goes over the whole the history of it basically but within 200 years of the the sack of nineveh and i think it was six 12 bc um there was a greek uh mercenary uh, army there uh fighting some war and they camped out around this the the walls of this gigantic city it was like uh 100 foot high walls 25 feet thick for miles and they asked the the local populace like what what is this and the local populace didn't even know. They didn't know. They're like, eh, it's the Medes maybe. And that was within 200 years of the sacking of or Nineveh and the downfall of the Assyrian Empire. And nobody around even knew who built the city. Wow. It's, it's really incredible how quickly something like that can happen. And that is an epic city that had been around for thousands of years. It's, you know... It just makes me think, I keep going back to this, but, you know, civilization supposedly being only uh, 6,000 years old. Yeah. I just think that's a joke. I think that's an absolute, there's no way, man. Like, that's just what we have records of. I really think it's entirely possible. I mean, they supposedly modern humans have been around for like 300,000 years. There's no way, you know? Yeah. You think of how many iterations of civilization that could have happened in that period of time. And then you look at something as simple as that, like thatch huts around the the aqueducts in Britain or camping out around a city. And 200 years later, nobody knows who made it. Like people forget really quick, like really quick. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I, man, I don't know. I think that's, to me, that explains a lot. I think um, Egypt, uh, that's another one I've brought up a lot. Uh, I think they are far more advanced than what we know. So I mentioned um, off the air that there was, um, uh, what do you call it, Egyptian-like structures in the Grand Canyon. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me pull up, see if I can find a good article. I've heard nothing about this. <laughs> so it's definitely um, skirts the, uh, uh, what do you call it, conspiracy realm. But as you know, I'm not too afraid to dabble in that. Um I mean, that's kind of what the show is about, almost. It seems like. <laughs> <laughs> to some degree, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. So, like, I mean, if you just search for uh, Egyptian structures in Grand Canyon, um, there's a wide variety of it's. It's almost every other article is the actual theory or the proof or whatever you want to call it. Versus, you know, then another article saying how it's a hoax. Okay. So, Discover Magazine, no, Egyptian artifacts were never found in the Grand Canyon. Um, let me see. The, what artifacts are they alleging um, were found there? You know, uh, so, here's an article from archaeologist.com. Org. Um, so in 1908, uh, Teddy Roosevelt wanted to declare the Grand Canyon off limits to all timber and mining operations. Um, an explorer named G.E. Kincaid took a boat on the Colorado River and through the Grand Canyon. Canyon was rich in minerals like gold, silver, and copper. Um, about 40 miles upriver. From the El Tovar Crystal Canyon, Kincaid saw stains in the sediment formation about 2,000 feet up. He tied off the boat hmm. to get out and investigate. Um, he couldn't find a trail. Okay, this is getting into like fan fiction. Hold on. Right. <laughs> That's where I, it always loses me when it starts to <laughs> starts to do that. Yeah, I don't need this blog post. Uh, let's see. All right, he entered the cavern, turned a flashlight on the walls. He saw writing, but it wasn't English or Native American. It was ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics. He hmm. saw that the tunnel ran into the distance. And then there's just a link to a YouTube video. <laughs> um, but no, they, um, they're supposedly like uh, Hittite tunnels. Um uh there's supposedly like pyramids there um various things uh, like that i did not do too much research yeah. on this i didn't expect to talk about this one um and you have to wonder though if if it were um who was in that pueblo like the was it the Pueblo people? Um, how would how would that guy? I mean, what are his credentials? How does he know what uh, Egyptian hieroglyphs look like? I mean, he really could have been um, just seeing an ancient Indian site, right? Yeah, I mean that's possible. But then again, you know, maybe maybe they were hieroglyphs as well, um, and that would be some evidence of people you know it's it seems like um 
it seems crazy to me that you can't believe that people will be able to sail across the ocean prior to the 1400s. Right. You know, why is that such a stretch? You know, I was just, sorry to derail this. Um, I was just reading something about copper mining uh, in the Great Lakes region, uh, like 9,000 years ago. Okay. Really extensive copper mining. And I've, I've heard people talk about, and I couldn't find the actual story, but the fact that there was a, um, like a transatlantic copper trade where people were mining copper in, uh, Wisconsin and basically shipping it all around the world. Huh. You know, why, why is it so hard to believe that people were able to sail across the Atlantic ocean prior to Christopher Columbus. Well, there's evidence that uh, like the Vikings made it to somewhere in Canada. I forget where um, right. before Columbus. And that one seems like it really checks out because those guys were able to discover Greenland and Iceland. Right. Just sailing out into the middle of nowhere. Um, why would they not make it just a little bit farther over to Canada? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just feel like there's so much that it almost makes you wonder, you know, if if it is actually true. Like, it just seems to be so much, uh, you know, whether it's cover-up, whether it's uh, secrecy, just not even acknowledging it. And it's always the same people that try to debunk it, you know, like, the Smithsonian or, you know, yeah. And then like, they're the ones that are supposed to have, you know, actually covered it up and have, you know, like the, uh, the giant bones, the North American right. uh, dead giants. Like it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, I think, I think it comes down to, uh, I mean, all right, so around Egypt, I know I've heard lots of people talk about this. Um, people have made careers and written books and are teaching kind of the the standard idea of Egypt and how long it's been around. Um, so the idea of changing that that outlook or that perspective in any way is really going to look bad to the quote unquote experts in the field. Like they can't go back on it now, even if they found new evidence that, you know, perhaps the pyramids are a couple thousand years or 10,000 years older than what is commonly believed because people have staked their reputations around that. Right. So it's, it's kind of that way with, you know, the, the perspective of, you know, America too. And, the possibility of people going back and forth it's it's already an agreed upon narrative that it did not happen and yet there's still people in america and they were here before columbus so right um they got here somehow but you know it's like we have this very specific narrative they came across the bering strait you know ten thousand years ago it's but why why couldn't they have you know 
sailed across the ocean? Why is it so hard to believe that people would be able to make sailboats, you know, before the, the 1400s? Okay, on a side note, have you seen the articles about the uh, climate people stoked that they made uh, carbon neutral boats or boats that use less fuel and it's, it's basically just sailboats? I, I have seen that and the pictures, I just have to look at the pictures of the ships. I'm like, nah, nah, <laughs> that doesn't work. That does not work. I promise you that does not work. <laughs> it's just unreal man they've got like gigantic cargo ships with these little silly goofy apparatus on top and somehow that does anything is there any i mean i don't know is there something else out there that looks more legit um i mean i haven't i've only seen the same ones from i think somewhat reputable articles but Oh, you can't trust nothing, man. No. It's just... Uh, is it real? I don't know. Do I want to really I find out? I don't think... I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't think those... Uh, that's just PR. It's kind of like solar planes, too. You know, the electric planes that have uh, solar panels on them and stuff. It's just like, that's not going to work. Yeah. Oh, don't tell them, though. No. Let them find out. Yep, they want to go back to wooden sailing ships. Yeah. But... Doesn't make sense to me, but what do I know, right? Yeah. You're not the science. <laughs> not the science, no. <laughs> Well, do you have anything else? We could talk about um, Atlantis, perhaps, or... Yeah, it's good to Atlantis. I mean, that's also, I guess, conspiratorial, if you will, but... Yeah. I mean, to me, there's... Of all the conspiratorial former societies, that one seems to have the most weight behind it. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know if you if you want to talk about that one. Did you do research on that one? Um, I mean, I know a little bit about it. I guess um, it is. Yeah, it's it's quite popular. And what gets me about it is when it goes to like uh, crystal spaceships or all that stuff. You know, like magic, and I don't understand where that stuff comes from, but. The, the idea of Atlantis comes from Plato, I believe. Yeah. Um, and he went to Egypt or he talked to a priest in Egypt. Um, what was his name? Solon, I think. So he... Sorry, there was... Oh, there's noise in the background. <laughs> uh, so this uh, Egyptian priest, Solon, told Plato about Atlantis. Um and how it uh, sunk under the sea, uh, I think 9,000 years before that, uh, the telling of the story, um, and how they were in the Atlantic, um, west of the Pillars of Hercules, which is the uh, Straits of Gibraltar between Spain and Africa. So basically, west of that, there supposedly was a 
an empire that was um, kind of a maritime empire and raided the Greeks and raided and fought with the Egyptians and kind of ruled the world essentially. But then um, they made Poseidon mad and the there was a massive earthquake and the entire island was uh, submerged under the ocean. Um, but he gives like, crazy details about concentric circles, you know, the, the size of the thing and everything like that and how it was like perfectly engineered. But, um, but that's, that's kind of the, the story as far as I understand it, um, that, that Plato writes about and there's speculation. People are looking for where it could be. They're looking in, um, the desert in Africa and finding some structures that, um, might resemble it. Obviously, other the, probably the majority of people think it's completely fictional. But um, that that's that's my understanding of it. Did you have any research on like the technology that they had, or I don't know, I guess anything along those lines? No, no. And as as far as I understand, I mean, they weren't much more advanced than you know basically any other people at the time they just may have had um just a, a very very good um shipbuilding knowledge but you know that's that's all i know i don't know where the stuff about advanced like really advanced technology comes from i mean i've watched like cartoons and stuff about <laughs> atlantis with the the crystal technology and all that but i i don't know yeah, once again, where that comes from. Okay. Do you do you have stuff on that? Um, I did not look up Atlantis. Um, I went with the Sumerians and the Tartarians. Okay. Well, I guess I can... I don't think it's that much of a stretch to believe, because if you look at the timeline, too, um, if it's 9,000 years before uh, Plato was to told that story... Um, that coincides pretty neatly with the end of the last ice age. Um, and at the, at the time, like the glacial maximum, you had two mile high glaciers over North America and the sea levels were 400 feet lower than they are today. So if you go out into like the, um, the Azores, there's this, uh, mid Atlantic Ridge out in the middle of the Atlantic ocean which west of the um, Strait of Gibraltar, um, there's mountains there, you know, undersea mountains. And there's actually some islands uh, still there. And you can imagine uh, if you took sea level down 400 feet, you could have quite a bit of real estate out there in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Um, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't be too much of a stretch to believe that there was a civilization like ancient Egypt on that kind of level, right. as far as technology goes, that would have been able to uh, live there. So, I mean, the, the problem with all this is there's no evidence, but, you know, what evidence would there be? You know, if this was 10,000, 11,000 years ago, and everything's under the ocean now, what, what evidence would there be? So... But that's that's kind of the uh, the counter argument to that whole Atlantis idea is that well 
there's no evidence, so it didn't happen. But, you know, we have this story and it's oddly specific. Um, and the timeline as well coincides pretty neatly with massive uh, sea level rise. Um, and you also get this effect. Um, uh, let me see if that would actually work. I'm trying to think. Basically, when the ice, um, the, the weight of the ice on the land pushes up, it's kind of like a cantilever. So if you have this giant mass of ice over North America, it can lift up the, uh, the plates, the te tectonic plates, specifically like in the, the mid-Atlantic region. And once that ice melts, uh, the weight is removed and you get like a, it's called isostatic uh, rebound, I think. So basically that plate is going to, to sink. So you get that in combination with the 400 feet sea level rise and you could see how you get some pretty dramatic change in a fairly short period of time. Right. And earthquakes, you know, massive earthquakes. If you got the faults moving around that much. So, you know, I, I think it's entirely possible that, uh, there was an actual Atlantis. Um, we'll probably never know, but you know, people aren't really going over to the, uh, the Azores and, doing uh submarine dives like they're on the titanic huh i don't call that turned out might yeah might might find some pottery down there you know if they actually went right <laughs> yeah i forgot about that <laughs> yeah i don't know i guess the thing about these um ideas of ancient civilizations like being more than I mean, I guess, like you said, there's there's no hard proof. There's no hard evidence. If you were to try to prove it in the court of law, you wouldn't be able to. But the thing that gives me, I don't, know, I don't want to say hope, but like I guess the thing that uh, makes it seem possible is, um, I guess, like what's happened over history with other various empires and what we know to be factual and i think uh what you brought up earlier kind of lends credence to that um in that uh in researching this you found that a lot of them had um similar origin stories or a lot of overlap in various fables or stories right so to me that just let, lends credence to you know, an empire rises up, takes over a lot of things. Um, it's kind of like that Babylon theory that we've talked about. Right. Um, where they, they just get too big and they collapse and then the whole thing just starts all over. And Yeah, and everybody forgets. Right. And that's the thing. It's crazy. Right. Yeah, and that, that, that to me is also lends credence um, – to the idea that, you know, maybe these places did actually exist and whether it's, you know, whatever government conspiracy, uh, you know, whatever, uh, I guess ultimately doesn't matter because, you know, it could, like you said, be forgotten over time in a very short amount of time, mm -hmm. you know, a couple of hundred years. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think that's, um, 
I think one of the reasons that we don't want to think about that is that we like to think of our civilization as being like cutting edge and it's never going to end. Right. So thinking about other various successful civilizations that have existed and have ended is uncomfortable for a lot of people. Yeah, I can um, see that. Yeah. But I mean, there very well could have been an Atlantis and you know, they could have had contact with North America and been trading back and forth across the Atlantic, you know, the Atlantic ocean. Right. I'm not, I'm not talking about, you know, the level of sophistication that we are today, but they could have just had sailing ships and been trading raw materials back and forth. Right. And that could be a reason why you get a lot of similar structures too. you know, in South America, um, you get pyramids, there's, pyramids in south america there's pyramids in china there's pyramids in japan and there's pyramids in egypt it's seems very unlikely that people who had no contact with one another would come up with such a similar design or concept right it makes me think that there was some sort of contact and you could see Atlantis, but this is all wild speculation, obviously, but it's, it fascinates me. But I think it's, it's speculation with like a, a logical bend to it. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you, you know, it's easy to, you know, like I, I was reading that article and, and kind of stopped because it got too much uh, into the fan fiction realm, but, and it's easy to do that. It's easy to get mm-hmm. carried away um with that type of thing but i also feel that if you pull yourself back and logically uh look at it um there does seem to be something there Mm -hmm. and you know whether it's atlantis whether it's you know tartaria whether it's um samaria you know or even egypt you know like the hieroglyphics with like the what looks like a helicopter. Yeah, I haven't seen that. You know, so it's like... That's crazy. Am I saying that they had helicopters? No. But something made them draw that on there. And, you know, it just... it's It leads it open to... I, I, I feel a lot of logical speculation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... I go through this thought exercise, um, just looking at our civilization the way it is now. And what if you just like removed all the people and fast forwarded the clock 10,000 years, what would we be looking at? What would be left that would be identifiable in any way? And in a lot of cases we look at like Egypt and like, oh, they didn't have the wheel. Yeah, they didn't have metal tools. Now, why? Because we don't find any. Well, what metal tool is going to survive 10,000 years out in the elements? Like, there's going to be nothing left. Right. Just you, you, th- you look at our, our wooden houses, you know, our, even the skyscrapers. Like, what would be left after 10,000 years? I, 
Not much. I mean, they say the Hoover Dam and maybe Mount Rushmore, but can you imagine what Mount Rushmore would look like in 10,000 years? Probably. With some earthquakes and it, it'd be on it. People would be like, that's a face. No, no, you're a conspiracy theorist. That's just natural formations in the rock, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or aliens built it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it, it is weird to yeah. me, I guess, kind of going back to the logical speculation thing that um, that aliens creating these things seems to be gaining ground and respected as a theory versus government cover-up or, you know, countries covering up, you know, old technology. That seems to be like That's a good point. crazy crackpot. But, hey, aliens did it well. Let, let's let that one play out and see. <laughs> that is, I hadn't thought of that angle, but that is really fascinating. Cause if you watch the history channel for five minutes, that's all it is basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's the aliens did it. It's like, why would we go there? <laughs> that's like the least plausible hypothesis, you know, just to, go straight to aliens building the pyramids. Yeah. To me, it, <laughs> Um, I, I don't know if you brought it up or not, but um, I think that a lot of them figured out how to use like mercury and electromagnetic waves and were able to do a lot of crazy cool things. And we just decided not to do that. Or at least yeah. not let the public yeah, have access to it. They find, and I, once again, this is, I'm just, this is hearsay. Just be aware. <laughs> they found just bizarre things. Um, certain like coatings on some of the pyramids uh, in South America that are like, uh, what do you call it? I'm going to mispronounce this, but like piezoelectric. So like quartz, mm -hmm. like quartz outer layers, which is what you use to make like wristwatches is you can take a piece of quartz and uh, run electricity through it or stress it and it'll create like a very um repeatable uh, output that's what they that's what quartz watches are but um then there'll be like lakes of mercury underneath and i think they found some of that in egypt as well just tons of mercury and it's like, eh, no idea they just like mercury i guess it's fountains of mercury and it's like hmm i wonder <laughs> there's i i think i read an article that uh, one of the first uh, Chinese emperors was buried in. Um, there's like there's like a giant pool of mercury, like in his. I don't think it was a pyramid per se, but his structure, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, and I th yeah. I think you know, like you just said, you know, some of the, like uh, with the Egyptian stuff, they you know, they found. Um basically rivers of mercury so like they, yeah it's kind of they were using it for something for sure and it was it you know it's highly toxic too especially the mining process so it's you know what are you gonna do with that you know what what do you do with mercury i don't know, <laughs> you know? yeah you trade it i mean they were obviously hoarding it i mean if these stories are true of course but yeah, I don't know. And then you look at like um, there was the Baghdad batteries 
that they um, discovered basically just like clay pots with um, acids in them and connected with wires. And you get some of these um, Egyptian hieroglyphs too that looked awfully like light bulbs. And the fact that some of these like inside the pyramids are not um, coated in smoke you know, like you would have if you were using torches to go in and out, you would have smoke covering the ceilings and the walls. Um, you know, did they have some sort of light bulb? I mean, really, how hard is it to make a light bulb? I mean, you can do it. I mean, you can stick electrodes in a freaking pickle. And if you can make a light bulb, um, there you go. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, it's not rocket scientists, you know. Yeah, I just think that it definitely. I don't know. There's a lot for people to research and to look into, and I mean, it's kind of like I don't know. I guess like a fun theory that doesn't like give you the heebie-jeebies. Finding out your government sucks and is against you. So, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like people should do their own yeah. research on it. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Yeah. I, I highly recommend um, the Brothers of the Serpent podcast. <clears throat> Can't, um, I have to keep plugging them, but that's, that's uh, they really dive deep into this stuff. Um, some of their recent stuff, um, they're looking at... Uh, uh, quote-unquote pottery from ancient Egypt, um, which is not pottery. It's carved out of solid granite, like a vase. Interesting. Just perfect. Like um, They've had this guy on who did these um, uh, LiDAR scans of some of these vases, and they are almost perfectly symmetrical. Um, so like a, a regular vase, like you'd imagine, like you put flowers in or something. Right. Like, with handles on it, with handles on the side. And they're carved out of granite and perfectly symmetrical. And these things are old, like older than the pyramids. Wow. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's fascinating if it's true, but it's, you just pull up some of those, some pictures of that too, and just think about what would, um, what would come over a person to think of carving a vase out of solid granite with copper chisels, mind you. They didn't have steel, supposedly. H how would you even go about doing that and why? <laughs> yeah. When you could just make it out of clay. It's, it's it makes you think. Yeah, there had to be there had to be something there. They had to again, whether it's like electromagnetic waves or you know, figuring out how to use, you know, electromagnetic waves and, and hydro cut it, carve it, you know, with well, water. Yeah, that's, that is possible. Um, they, they've also, I mean, there's speculation that, um, uh, they did have diamond saws because there's, you know, like, uh, really cheap, just low grade diamonds are readily available in Africa. So they had some sort of abrasion technology. Um, but, uh, there's also like, um, the Shamir, if you heard of that King Solomon, no, 
Let's get into <laughs> so, that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, we still got to talk about um, your your story here too, because I'm interested in that. Uh, but the uh, the quick synopsis on that is basically Solomon was um, talking with demons and coercing them into doing his bidding, and eventually found this technology that carved stone, um, like cut it like butter. Apparently, um, it was a worm essentially and there was very specific instructions on how to take care of it and uh do all sorts of other stuff but it's it's bizarre stuff it just sounds so strange but um yeah anyways perhaps it's referring to some sort of technology that people around didn't understand um and kind of ascribe these attributes to you know you know that's true too um you know how quick people today are to assign things to aliens. You know, back then it was assigned to magic or witchcraft. I mean, not even 300 years ago, we were treating people's illnesses by putting leeches on them. Right. So, I don't, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I. I guess that kind of goes, you know, stands in the way of thinking about some of these things, but, uh, you know, I don't know. There might be something to it. You never know. Yeah. They, I mean, I think, I mean, stuff like uh, maggots to eat rotting flesh as a treatment is still used today. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) And they're very efficient. They only eat the dead flesh. They don't eat the living. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's hope. Sometimes it's the simple things. Let's hope neither of us has to do with that. That would be. I know, right? I, uh, I've i got some horror stories about maggots. I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear them. All right. Well, now I am thinking about it. So, thank you. Yeah, thank you welcome. for that. <laughs> Well, um, well, we can. Do you have I mean, another story you want to wrap her up? Yeah, I was just going to ask. I mean, we can get into some of the other ones, um, or yeah, we can save it for next time. I guess I mean, it's up to you. I mean, uh, let's see. We're going an hour and eighteen minutes. I guess. I mean, we can wrap it if you don't. You want to save it for next time? Yeah, let's wrap it, and I'll try to get a little more um, research done on it, so we can hopefully have at least one coherent, (laughs) coherent. (laughs) Yeah, maybe we can uh, record tomorrow if if you're game. Yeah, I don't. uh, Um, Yeah, why not? I'm traveling in the morning, but uh, I should have the rest of the day open. As far as I know, we're not uh, doing anything. Okay. All right, man. Well, this has been fun. I yeah, missed the missed the week off. So yeah, it's been good. And I feel good, man. I don't I don't feel depressed, yeah. and you know, like my life's in danger. <laughs> we got to stay away from politics, I guess. Yeah. Maybe this this was it. This was the uplifting um, episode we've been looking for. There we go. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, let's let's do it again here. All right. Sounds good. 
Speaking of podcasts and waste of time, get out of here. Get out of here, people. You're wasting your life. <laughs>